This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who've been through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. Today, I am thrilled to be here with Nina Manelson. Nina, I am so happy that you've decided to be my guest. Welcome. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. And my pleasure as well. Nina, would you please introduce yourself to us by letting us know who you are and where you're from and what keeps you busy during the day? So where I call home is Boston. Originally grew up in Canada. Yay, Boston. I know it's such a lovely area. And um, what I do all day is support women in healing their relationship with their food and their body. So I work with women who are chronic dieters, women who have been in a struggle their whole life for, to feel good and then at home in their own skin. And so women who just feel like, you know what, and recently a client of mine said, I don't want to die hating my body. Mm. So those are the people I work with who are done with the hate and want to be in a nourishing, compassionate, caring relationship with their body instead of feeling bad about what they just ate and bad about how they look. I don't want to die hating my body. I know. When she said that, it just hit me. I like tears to my eyes. It hit me like a ton of bricks, right? How much time do we spend feeling bad about ourselves? right? How much, and especially when we're in a place of crisis and everything feels out of control, often women turn to, oh, let me control. The one thing I can control is my body. And so then they get into these extreme, like personal makeover experiences, which actually is not deep self-care. It's a deep attempt of trying to manage what feels unmanageable. Wow. I wonder, I really wonder, I'm going a little off the rails here, but I wonder how many women on this planet would, would agree with that statement. Like, I'm concerned that I'm going to die hating my body. That would be a statistic to report, wouldn't it? it it's alarming because the amount of women who are obsessing about looking a certain way or weighing a certain amount or fitting into a certain size and how much of our brain space is caught in that, right? I know that you're talking to women who are in crisis. And yet, like when I think about my crisis, my crisis was really about feeling bad about myself all the time, right? all the time hating my body, all the time comparing myself. So even when there was something really hard going on in my life, you know, medical issues, family issues, where did I obsess? What did I just eat? Which brings me exactly, I mean, what a segue into my next question, which is, which is that, I mean, let us know, please, what you went through and what was the worst part. And it's not, I mean, you've given us some information already, but anything you'd like to add to that? I think honestly, like it's the, the, the crises in my life were, are sort of systemic, right? I had a trauma history. Um, there's been, you know, mental health issues in my family. There's been medical issues that I've been through, but really those are sort of like the, the major crisis that I can almost like, okay, let's heal this. But I would say the hardest, like the big comeback for me was feeling at home in my own body and feeling like I was on my own side and feeling like I was supporting myself in my relationship with my body and feeling at home in my own skin. There's this saying, I always say it's my favorite saying. It's a French saying, je me sens bien dans ma peau. I feel good in my own skin. 
And to me, that's a chronic crisis for women that they're always dealing with. And so when the stuff starts flying, we start turning to, again, that place of control. Mm -hmm. So painful because then it feels like if I could just eat right, then I would feel okay. And really what we're trying to do is manage our nervous system during crisis. When we're in crisis, we're, we're riding high on this cortisol and adrenaline, right? We're riding in this place of super high stress. And so two things happen. One is we want to control it. And the other is we want to manage it. We want to get ourselves down into parasympathetic, right? Mm -hmm. Out of the fight or flight into rest and digest. And mm -hmm. so what do we do? It's a, it's a time honored method. Eat. Eat. Right? That's going to calm me down. Yep. That's going to soothe me. And I talk to so many women who have been through crisis or, or in crisis going, I feel out of control with my food. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? So then food becomes both the way we're trying to soothe and a way we end up hurting ourselves. This is more, I mean, this is like more than a plague. It's an, it's an epidemic. You know, emotional eating is almost, it's almost synonymous, I feel like, with being female, which isn't to say that men don't engage in emotional eating. I don't mean that at all. What I do mean to say is that I think that every girl and every woman is at a very high risk of at some point developing disordered eating. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of part of the territory. It is. And here's the crazy part is that what contributes the most to disordered eating our diet culture. Hmm. People telling us, eat this, don't eat this. This would go paleo, go keto, go raw, go, you know, Sears, go Atkins, go intermittent fasting. That actually all that input here's how you should eat here's what you should do actually tips the scale towards disordered eating and possibly eating disorders different yeah. things right disordered eating is that sense of oh should i start my diet tomorrow what diet am i going to start oh my gosh i blew it it's thursday oh well forget it i'll just start again on monday mm -hmm. Right. So what we want to be doing instead of being in that place of like get tighter with ourselves is actually develop that self-compassionate relationship with our food. Yes. With ourselves, really. I agree with you completely. What I would like to ask you about now is you mentioned feeling at home in your own skin, that beautiful French phrase. I would love to ask you right now, Nina, on a scale of, let's say, zero to 10, meaning zero, I don't feel comfortable in my own skin, and 10 is I feel completely comfortable in my own skin. Where would you kind of put, place yourself, how comfortable you are? I love that question because in it implies that there's this continuum, right? Mm -hmm. And I really think that women who have had the background that I have of chronic dieting, of compulsive overeating, of binge eating, of feeling out of control, that this ideal of I'm going to get to a 10 and I'm going to love my body every second of the day, is it's too much of an expectation. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, I would say I, I vary. Anywhere from seven to 10, there's days I look in the mirror and I'm like, I am all that, you know? And then there's days where I'm like, eh, I don't know, you know, the scars, the cellulite, the rolls, the uh, wrinkles, the, I'm not feeling it. 
right? And even when I'm not feeling it, there's like, and there I am. That's all of me. All of me having my real, authentic, caring, compassionate, honest relationship with myself. And nor am I shaming myself or you're not feeling, you're not loving your body 100%, but nor am I trashing my body because I'm not fitting into a size zero. That's beautiful. And I um, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it's safe to say that you are definitely safe to say that you are on the better side of the really rough, the really rough journey that you've, you've been on. And what I'd like to know is it takes an absolute strong warrior to get to the other side of a chronic issue like that. What is the best thing about being on the other side of that? The best thing about being on the other side of that is that my energy is somewhere else. My energy is on my life. My energy is on contribution. My energy is on caring, on unloving. And my energy, because it's not focused so much on hating myself, there's, I've developed this compassionate lens. It then translates to every aspect of my life. So the relationships that I'm having are more authentic, are more compassionate, are more connected because I'm able to have that relationship with myself. Wow and wow and wow again. That is a beautiful place. So based on what you've gone through, Nina, what are some pieces of advice, real nuggets that you would give to our listeners who are going through absolute caca and pain right now? How would you advise them to get to that other side, to that place of freedom in terms of how they spend their energy? Yeah. So I would say the first thing is not judging yourself for where you are, right? Often we get to this place of, I'm really having a hard time. I can't believe I'm having a hard time. How did I get myself to this hard time? What did I do to get to, like, the, we lay on the blame and shame on top of our suffering. Yes. Right? So to say, yes, I am suffering. This is my own unique. And then we do the compare game too. My suffering doesn't compare to so-and-so's suffering. Or my suffering is worse than so-and-so's suffering. doesn't matter. This is my, this saying this to yourself. This is, this is a core self-compassion practice. Um, and it's based in the research of Kristen Neff, who is a research, um, a researcher of self-compassion. And one of the practices is acknowledging this is my unique suffering. And it's okay that I am suffering. Right? And then really being in this place of all people suffer. We all suffer. And how would I treat somebody else who was suffering? Right? So the first thing is lay off of the blame on, like, don't pile on. You're already having a hard time. Don't pile more on. Bring in self-compassion. And if that's hard, get support. Self-compassion is a skill that we were not taught. We were taught to be compassionate to others, caring for others. We were not taught. We were not trained self-compassion. So it is a skill that can be learned. So I encourage if it feels like, whoa, I cannot talk to myself that nicely, it's time to get support to do that. Yeah. Yep. I agree with you completely. Self-compassion is something that can be learned and absolutely something that can be practiced. And it's not about being um, self-indulgent. It's not about going overboard with being lazy or allowing yourself to get away with everything. That's not what self-compassion is about. And I find for myself on a very personal note, when I'm stuck 
when I'm finding myself paralyzed and feeling not able to take an action and starting to have those feelings of like self-criticism and even self-hatred, when I decide to give myself a break and practice self-compassion, the minute I get genuine with that, it's almost like the minute after that is when I start taking action. It's, it's, the, it's magic. It really truly is magic. And I can attest to that myself. Um, and there's research to back that up, that self-compassion practices are more powerful than self-esteem, than willpower, than white knuckling when it comes to fostering um, self-care behaviors in our life. Self-compassion is a much more powerful tool. Awesome. I, I'll talk to you afterwards because I'd love to hear resources on that, the actual yeah. resources on that. Nina, since we are all about being epic on this podcast, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, my superpower. Honestly, it would be to um, help all women feel at home in their own bodies. Because I know that once that happens, we have incredible power within us to change the world. And I feel like I actually am equipped to do that peace is to support women so that they can be their fullest, most amazing selves. Amazing. And I am so grateful to you for being a guest today and would love to know, and I'm sure our listeners would love to know, Nina, where can we find you online? So the easiest place to find me is my website, which is ninamanelson.com. And there, there's some really great freebies. And I also write spoke, uh, I write poetry around the experience of what it means to be in a woman's body. And so there's some of that on my site as well, which can be very nourishing. Wonderful. And I can't wait to check it out. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast and Nina Mandelson signing off for more great ideas on how to stage an epic comeback in your life after going through a life-shattering experience. Please go to the epiccomeback.com.